Thank you for listening to the Divine Nobodies Podcast with Eric Ajna and Jennifer Lynn. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe so you never miss a show. If you're on Instagram, please follow us at Divine Nobodies Podcast and join our ever-growing community of lightworkers and spiritual visionaries. Together, we can raise the frequency of our planet and bring in a new era of awakening and understanding. Welcome to our tribe. And now your hosts, Eric Ajna and Jennifer Lynn. Thank you for tuning in to Find Nobody's Podcast. Look, fam, we're going to do things a little differently today. And it's been a truly, truly surreal last couple of days. By this time, you've probably already read the news about Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court of the United States. If you're not familiar with Roe v. Wade, it was a, a law that was passed more than 50 years ago that permitted a woman the right to have safe abortion should they decide to do so. So that was overturned yesterday for no reason other than they can. And this uh, clearly has generated anger and deep emotions in many people, including myself. I mean, there are, there are many... There are many, many women in my life that I love that are struggling emotionally by this and with good reason, you know. I mean, the the same people, and I wanted to bring this up, the same people that curse the idea of big government forcing them to get vaccinated are the same people that are celebrating the overturning of this law. Can you believe that? I mean, the hypocrisy is just deeply troubling. You know, these were the same people that thought a mandatory vaccine was a violation of their human right and health, and they had every right to feel that. Right? And we as a nation, we recognize that concern. And just like any reasonable society should do, we allowed those people the choice to make their own decisions involving their health and what they decided to put inside their body. I mean, people had the right to do that. And it makes absolutely no sense that they would not want to give that same right to women. You know, when they were asked about the vaccine, they said, my body, my choice. And someone may argue that, you know, they're two different things, but fundamentally, in my view, they're the same, right? They thought that an experimental vaccine mandated by the government would potentially kill them. And so it's ironic that the same government that they hated for trying to force them to comply is the same government that they're now supporting and asking women to comply with their rules regarding what they're permitted to do with their bodies. I mean, make this make sense because it doesn't make sense to me. I'm sure it doesn't make sense to really a whole lot of people. And so here we are. So I initially made a short five-minute video for social media commenting on this and commenting on the ruling. And I, uh, I also wanted to convey my feelings regarding the sort of Christian influence of this ruling and uh, how toxic, extreme, you know, Christian fundamentalism is really responsible for this sort of recursion into antiquated, primitive ways of looking at life in our 21st century modern society. So I'm going to share the audio from that video here. And if, uh, you know, if it resonates with you, then... The hope is that we can sort of expand our awareness of how the Christian church is covertly waging religious war with people that don't share the same, you know, fundamental values about God as they do. And the one thing that I did want to stress about, though, is, you know, I understand that many in the spiritual community can often take a, you know, somewhat indifferent approach to the idea, the idea of participating in government issues. Because let's face it, I mean, more often than not, you know, we recognize that it's a deeply, fraught, uh, deeply flawed and broken system. I mean, I do. And it's a system that doesn't share the same love and desire for peace as, you know, we in this community do. And uh, so often, you know, we tend to distance ourselves from participating because, you know, we think, well, what's the point, right? I mean, I've thought that. I still think that. 
I mean, if we had it our way, we live in a more obviously utopian world that's connected through community and shared spiritual values. I mean, that's the life that I want to live in. But the reality is that even though we yearn and long for this new earth, we're still here participating in this sort of massive social experiment here in the U.S. And each of us is affected by what goes on within it. And, you know, we may be healers, we may be light workers or spiritual teachers, whatever your modality happens to be, but we all also pay taxes and rent and bills and we likely own cars and we also probably have people that we're also responsible for caring for. Um, in other words, you know, we are all just as affected by things like high gas prices or inflation or climate change. We're just as affected as anyone else here in the U.S. And so it's important that, you know, while we're here, that we do what we can to, you know, influence change wherever we have the opportunity to do so. You know, as much as we would like to sort of toss the system completely out the window, I mean, I'd like to do that. You know, as much as we want to do that, there are people within this world that need our help. And the only way that we could help them is by participating in the solution as a community. Uh, and then one thing I want to just bring up is, you know, it's really important to remember that, you know, the spiritual revolution that we talk about all the time on this podcast, this is an inward revolution. And so, you know, we may not even see it unravel with our eyes in this lifetime, but we'll definitely see it unravel in our hearts, right, from within. It will happen from the inside out and not from the outside in. I mean, this is what we teach all the time. So if the overturning of Roe v. Wade is something that invoked deep, strong emotion in you these last few days, then I encourage you to volunteer your time and make sure that you're showing up to vote in the fall midterm elections in November. And uh, just participate and help us elect more senators and representatives who will, like they say, codify a woman's right to choose. Because the senators and representatives that sort of helped overturn Roe v. Wade, these people, these fucking people, they're hoping and counting on you to not show up to vote. Because the reason things like this happen, the reason we're still sort of facing these antiquated old world laws is because the people who count the most in our communities, which are realistically the younger communities, these are the ones that aren't taking the time to vote, right? They're not taking the time to make sure that these people are not holding positions in our government that, you know, compromise the well-being of innocent people, right? So we're not, we're not just standing for women's right to choose here. We are standing for, you know, those who deserve complete sovereignty, over what they do with their own bodies. This is who we're standing for, right? And we need to stand for that and not allowing a patriarchal government to determine that for us. And, uh, you know, I, I heard this talk uh, recently by Marian Williamson, and it was a talk about politics and spirituality and whether they can coexist. And, you know, the truth is, if we can put our let's just say harsh feelings about politics to the side and, you know, focus more on the people who are behind the sort of curtain of this machine. I think, uh, I think we'll see people in our world that care about the well-being of others. Right. But, you know, just like anything else, I mean, I understand there are also people that don't obviously don't give a shit, but behind, behind the political affiliations, whether you stand for left or right or whatever, I think underneath all of this, we'll see, a lot more people, you know, scores of people in our world that have one thing in common. You know, we all want peace. And the one thing that we have in common with these people 
is, uh, I mean, especially as healers, is that we, we want peace as well. You know, this is something that we share. And even though, you know, our path to that destination may not look the same for everybody, uh, we both have the opportunity to participate in making a difference, even if that just means voting. So I invite you to join me in this revolution and vote in November. So uh, with that said, um, here's the audio from that video. Uh, I posted it on YouTube initially, but I thought I'd uh, share it here. You'll find that I'm noticeably perturbed about this ruling and, and a little pissed, clearly. And uh, my hope is that you can sympathize with my frustration and concern and uh, stand with me on illuminating these important issues and uh, spreading more awareness. You know, And uh, I also wanted to point out that this is, a, this is a trigger warning for any of those that are still holding their Christian faith close. Please understand that uh, my thoughts and intentions are not meant to undermine your faith, uh, but they're really there to speak to the most you know, extreme branches of the Christian faith that facilitate more oppression and violence against others than they do love. I mean, we all know who these people are. And uh, my hope is that the true Christians out there, and I know that there are a lot of them, maybe even some listening to this podcast, my hope is that the true Christians out there that understand the teachings of Jesus— that they continue doing their work and illuminating the false pretense of the Christian fundamentalist views. You know, the ones that treat everyone as if they're all sinners and, you know, they're seeking refuge from the fiery torments of hell, those type of people, right? And, you know, the thing is with these people, the people that believe this kind of stuff, that we're all sinners and we're all just trying to avoid going into the fiery pits of hell, these are the ones that need God the most, right? So it's important to keep that in mind, and of course, always stay compassionate. And I just wanted to note, though, in advance that there's not going to be an outro once the audio is finished. So I'd like to thank you in advance for tuning in. And if you are new to Divine Nobody's podcast, please consider subscribing to our show, following us on Instagram and um, YouTube, where we post our videos. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcast if that happens to be your platform. So uh, until next time, uh, here's the video, and here's the audio. I'm going to go ahead and play it. But until next time, namaste, friends. I'll talk to you guys later. Hey there, fam. I didn't think I'd have to be here doing this, but it's been a really, really unique day. And I invite you guys to go deep with me for a moment, if you could. See, the issue with Christian fundamentalists is that they think they have the right to play God. And they do this instead of just allowing God to organize his creation independently. And the irony, the irony is that Satan behaved this exact same way. So in their quest for righteousness, they inadvertently, inadvertently end up becoming the devil that they all hate so much. I mean, if their God has an issue with abortion, then allow that person the opportunity to have that conversation with God and just stay the fuck out of it. And I'm willing to bet that he's much more understanding and compassionate than their religion will ever allow them to be. And maybe, maybe their issue is that they don't want you talking to God because they know he'd listen. And we all know that the last thing the church wants you to do is talk to the boss directly. Well, why is this? Well, because they know that God doesn't accept cash or credit. They know that his forgiveness and love costs absolutely nothing. So why risk losing your tax exemption status, right? See, this is, not, this is not spirituality. This is an institution, an institution of men that have the audacity 
to speak on behalf of a God that's likely never spoken to them in their life. And that little voice inside their head that's cheering them on for overturning Roe v. Wade and compromising the health and well-being of women that he created, that is not God, my friends. That is what we on the streets like to call a self-righteous, patriarchal ego, bullshitting them into thinking the voice of God is speaking to them. And guess what? He's not. If you think that God cares more about your rights to own a gun than he does about the safety and well-being of children, then I'm sorry. I'm afraid that that voice inside of your head is just a reverberation of your own unconscious hate for people that don't subscribe to your version of reality or religion. And the fact that they deliberately force God's will on others shows how very little trust they have in God to do it himself. And they lack this trust deep down because they know, they know that there's a possibility that their God may not even exist. And their doubt in God is why things like this happen. Because if they trusted that God knew exactly what he was doing, then they would know better. They would know better than to behave as if they were him. You know, I had been to church when I was younger, and it was understood that there were things that we shared with God that we just would never share with others. And it was clear that the relationship that we had with God was an intimate relationship that only we had with God. And the pastors and everyone in the congregation understood and agreed that the only force that had the ability to know our heart inside and out was God. So why is our government interfering with that process? What a woman decides to do with her body is between her and God. And we have absolutely no right placing ourselves in between that process. People that think owning a gun is more of a right than a woman's right to choose what she does with her own body have absolutely no place making these types of decisions, period. People that want to follow a religion that is ostensibly taught by celibate men who've never had wives or ever shared any interaction with women as a part of their faith have no business deciding what a woman should be doing with her body, period. The only thing that these people should be doing is thinking about why their God gave them free will and why their God gave them the ability to choose what path that they wanted to take in life and think about how they would feel if someone came along and stole that ability to choose away from them. If somebody stole your free will, which is you know deathly ironic considering how much pride we take in this concept of freedom in the United States, and this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing, we're deliberately trying to take away a right that God gave us while simultaneously claiming to be God at the same time. People, this is, this is insanity. And this is the definition of unconscious thinking. And we need to wake up. <laughs>